before we thought that it would be really beneficial to record this are you guys listening to any good music at the minute um oh no <laughs> no it's just ariana grande um, again i've actually been listening to just loads of billy eilish recently like her new album to the point where i like... actually yes and on older stuff as well like i've just been having a real billy moment um Love to that. the point where today on my bus journey home to Donegal, I actually felt bad. So I went and listened to like three <laughs> Ariana albums in a row because I was like, felt like I was betraying my girl. Um, you're like, a, you're like a multiple people. I know. I'm, I, I'm just weird. Um, no, but I, Jojo just put out a new EP, and by that I don't mean Jojo Siwa. Mm-hmm. I mean the original Jojo. Put some say, respect like, on like, my girl's name. I always forget you're like a big fan <laughs> of old school Jojo. Yeah. But she put out a new EP and it's really good. Although I don't know if you would really be into that kind of vibe. What is that? It's very R and B. I don't know. It's just not not really your style usually. But maybe you want to branch out. Yeah. What? Mm. Same and expand. I mean, to be fair, like what have I been listening to at the minute? I've mostly been listening to um, like Willow Smith's band. Yeah, I saw um, that. That's cool. You're I'm cool, a big kid, fan Simon. Of them. Yeah, they're what good. I'm like, I'm so alternative, guys. <laughs> Um, and then I, I have this band that I really like called A Wonder and they've been they've got like a new album coming out soon which is exciting um, I guess I'm allowed to listen to Grimes now oh <laughs> did you see that photo of her like oh reading God. the communist man it was so, yeah, so cringe so like cringe. a fucking moth man they're gonna be like oh my god iconic icon model and I'm like yeah this was definitely staged like you're not gonna do that walk the fucking boulevard reading the communist manifest I just like like icon legend star you do you but just don't say that it was candid you know what i mean yeah she, there's she something did... hilariously camp about it yeah oh my god oh, like hey. pure high campery but she did hey. put up a thing about, like saying that the paparazzi kept following her around so she was like oh what what can i do that will like generate the most like oniony article and i think the onion is like the water yeah. whispers um yeah <clears throat> So I think she was doing it for the meme. Do you yeah, Grimes, funny, like, are you are you Grimes fan? I was back in the day. I and then really Elon listened happened. to her her recent stuff. No, not even that. I just I just like haven't really I didn't I haven't listened to her last like couple albums just because I never got around to it. And then like the Elon stuff, I guess I was just like, oh god, that's a bit cringe. But yeah. I wouldn't that like that would that wouldn't be like stop me from listening to her stuff. Like if I enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Sam sometimes plays her around twice, really and I'm always like, oh, I kind of vibe for this, and Callum's like, no. <laughs> Callum's like, big, like, don't listen to her. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. then, I just no, kind of, I'm like, oh, who cares? That sounds really stupid. Like, I I just didn't know who Grimes was. Like, That's it's just me being way. absolutely horrible at consuming any form of media, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what Actually, what music do you listen to, Connor? Because I don't really know your, your taste. Like the shit thing is, I listen to like I listen to everything. Like I've a really like weighed like like everything from like Eelstorm pirate metal to absolute Britney Spears pop diva. Like even no, I had to check my Spotify. I'd be like, what what do I listen to? But I'm in that really bad habit of like 
it's the same amount of stuff that my Spotify recommended playlists are always like the same 20 songs every day. But like someone like that was new for me was listening to was Vincent. He's um like Ooh. a black queer musician and he's like he releases like sort of poppy stuff like like but it's so high beat so high energy and I really love it like I showed it to Callum actually one day in the car and he just kind of got a subtle smile like, this has your energy and I was like you know what I don't know if that's a read okay. but I like it so I'll take it <laughs> oh my god no I like we 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 all do that to Callum let's be real okay I'm gonna add some of Vincent's songs to my playlist I would recommend um, you, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll add it I'm gonna add a Jojo song as well Kiva nice. which one would you recommend off the EP um Oh god, what kind of vibe would you like best? Um, oh my god, this is not an EP. This is like a full. I know. It's yeah, no, it's like, like it, an it, album. Like it literally, it literally is like the length of an album. But she she tweeted something like because people obviously were asking like how is this an EP? But she was like the difference right now between an EP and an album is literally like budget. So I think it's just that it uh... was like about how much money went into production and marketing and stuff like that was why they had to kind of call it an EP. Um. But, I'm gonna add the song Dissolve. Is that a good choice? Uh, I actually don't even remember how that one goes. I would recommend you listen to Anxiety. That's oh. a bop. <laughs> Is that a read? <laughs> <laughs> I think Maybe. you would really like Anxiety. To be fair, no, like, it's a good song though. And like then like the Anxiety. Yeah, and then Spiral Season as well is like a bit of a bop. Although it might be a bit too R and B for you, but like have a listen and see. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued because like I feel like. I'm expanding my music taste a bit this year. Like, very much enjoyed um, Mr. Lil Nas. Mm. Um, mm. And I like that Janelle Monáe album. Is that an R&B album? I, know, I really love yeah. it. Yeah. Is it an R&B album? Woo! Yeah, but it's kind of mixed with, like, with, like different yeah. things. An R&B pop album? Yeah. Um, I really like, like, early, early noughties R&B. Mm, yes, that was very me. That's a bit of me right there. Love that. Here. Um, um, should, should we should we begin? Yeah, wait, let me finish chewing now. <laughs> no, Kiva, it's so it's so like in character for you to be eating on when brand, you start yeah. the podcast. I know, but I always um, cut out my chewing sounds because I'm like, ew, that's so weird. Can I ask Kiva, have you eaten dinner before this episode of the podcast? <laughs> yes. Well I done. Have. This this is character development right here. Yeah. Um, I haven't. <laughs> oh no. Oh, have we? Have you not ordered your Chinese yet? Oh my god, get your no. food! Get your order food! It. Order it. It'll be fun, like midway through. This is what we do on this podcast. We eat food. Don't feel like you have to wait for us. I'll give it like ten because I feel like once the Chinese gets done, I'll be like, mm-hmm. we'll give it ten because like I'm only in the door as well. So I'm like, I'll wait. I'll be like, I'll spot. Okay. So right. wait, what is what are you doing at the minute, Connor? Are you working on a show or something? It's it's a it's a virtual tour like it's 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 TIE like so it's 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 not like oh what like tour in like theater theater through England, um but it's like a stationary tour where the companies rent out a studio so it's like you no know, like an X Factor live which is the best way I can explain it to people where like it's it, it's like there's a camera but what's happening happens live so it's live streamed out. Yeah, yeah okay. like like live stream Connor that term that we've lived with for fucking ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, but it's that for like a wee like inf- information show about like drug use and drinking, and I get to play a teenager that gets too drunk, and I think that's typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
So where are you? Wakefield. Where's that? It's like just outside Leeds, like sort of like Midlands area. Oh my God, my sister's in Leeds. You could go visit her. I'm joking. Why would you do that? <laughs> but, we could um, have got her on get... this episode. I know we could have had a week conjoined guest episode. Eva's um, sister was supposed to be on the episode. So, um, but then again, she's barred. She was real on the Instagram as well. So she's double barred. Oh my God. Yeah. Even though I really found your sister. I know, like, I love, I love the jingle. Like, whenever I was listening to the podcast, I was like, I just love the way jingle so much. Absolute icon. Fuck. Thanks. I'm going to do a cover of it at some point. Carry I really want night. that to happen, you know. What, but, like, not tell anyone and it just to play it this time? Yeah, no, I really want, I, I need that to happen. Okay, we'll, we'll book point. some studio time together, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you all the harmonies. Oh my god, thanks. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be a singer, as you can tell, when I break mm. out the song every episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a recurring <laughs> thing. <laughs> so I have been thinking more about, like, what I would do for my BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge, because you and Aoife brought that up a couple of episodes ago. Mm, yeah. Um, I haven't decided yet, but I have been thinking about it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's like, a I tough be, one. It's a tough one. I want to be I very my mind all the time. Yeah. Sorry, should we actually? Did you get Chinese as well? You eat prawn crackers. Did you get them like I, a little? I did get Chinese. I got Chinese. Oh, I got Chinese. oh my god! Chinese. Look at us. Look at us. Who thought? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> the absolute, the absolute alignment. I love it. I love we it when a team comes to together. Yeah. <laughs> so we should, we should start a podcast. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, should we, we start it? Should we actually start a podcast? <laughs> Yes. Um, well, I mean, okay. It's, ramble now, it's been started. <laughs> we have started it. It has it's been started. Been, it's been started. Hi. 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 Okay. We don't need to say hi. We, it, we, right. What? What are Simon? We need to get better at the intro. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's a late. It's like you know. It's like a. It's like a soft opening. You know, when like they talk a little bit, then the credits come up. Like it'll be. Yeah. yeah it's like, that's oh, the vibe. You guys are here. Lovely to see you. Yeah, that, that's in. the vibe I was going for. Okay, so um, conversational. Hi, I'm Simon. That's Kiva. We're called Get Is That Podcast. Um, and yeah, we're here. We're here once again. Another week. We're on letter. Hey, wow, that that took a really long time. Hey, <laughs> we're on letter K. Um, and because we're on letter K, we've got a guest whose name starts with the letter K, Connor. <laughs> yeah the k silent and i don't put it anywhere but it's 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 there in spirit like it's hey <laughs> see they're the same letter really aren't they what difference does it be oh my god k does he ah <laughs> uh, uh, oh my gosh what actually are we like are we happy to be alphabet yet a b c d e f g h i j k no we're 11 never mind so, what, how many letters are there in the alphabet? Mon, mon, the M episode will be our our halfway point. Which is kind okay. of insane. Like, That's go soon. Up. I know, yeah. God, it's taking us a fucking while, though, to get through them. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, we, I thought we had a really good pace, but also I can't remember when we started. Yeah, actually, like, I don't. I honestly don't remember either. Anyway, no, I do remember uh, it was June, because it was like, we were like, we're starting a gay pod, and it's Pride Month. 
So use your homophobic if you don't listen. Yes. And you know what? Well. What a selling tactic. What a selling tactic. Yeah. Like, honest, honest to God. Um, and we got so many pride listeners who are still with us, I hope. Um, anyway, back to Connor Couples. K, k, k. With a K. Oh, wait, wait, oh, wait that sounded like... I, would, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe we would do three K. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe cut it off at the double. Yeah, let's yeah. cut that as well. Jeez. <laughs> um, I feel like I shouldn't be in charge anymore. Wait, wait, am I in charge? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, who are you? What What's this about? Um, that's a very, very deep existential question. Um, I my name is Connor. I um, you're gonna get like my bio version. I, I am an I am an actor, poet, and theater maker, which is the wankiest term I've ever encountered, but it's my favorite, so I stole it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love that. Um, I was gonna say Connor is also in the Ginger Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh, yes, Connor, welcome. Finally a guest. I don't think have we had any ginger guests so far. No. Well oh my no. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my oh. Connor, welcome. You without a doubter in the Ginger Hall of Fame. Um congrats. I think there's only three members so far. I like to believe I'm in the Ginger Hall of Fame as well. So there's probably four members. Yeah. Um so Congrats and welcome. I think there is a ginger in what we're talking about today, though, right? Oh, um... Yes, there's the ginger fellow with, like, the beard. Yeah, his beard was definitely ginger, so I'm going to... We'll mm. we'll talk about him at okay. the end. Okay, um, Interesting. Spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> um, first, I should <laughs> ask Connor some, qu- some questions about Connor. Um, Connor, what's your favourite production you've worked in? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just putting like all the actor questions now. Uh, my my favorite production that I worked in was actually one that we did while I was training. It was um we did much ado about nothing, and I can already like anyone that knows me that's listening to this will already be rolling their eyes at this stage, um because I never felt <laughs> talking about it. Um, it was like one of my bigger like introductions to Shakespeare, and I really loved it. And it was very very good. It was very like text like heavy, very like working in throughout. The woman who taught us, like, now teaches at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. And she just had this really, really cool way of developing character and bringing that out through Shakespeare. And it just made my little nerdy heart happy. <laughs> Are you a big Shakespeare fan? Yeah, I'm a, oh, I, love, I love it. Like, I love yeah. it. I think I'm, like, I'm in that, like, camp of people. You know how you get, like, one in ten actors, like, really vague Shakespeare? I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Loki! I would love to do an episode on Shakespeare though, like because there is so much like queer subtext in like Shakespeare text, right? Yeah, true. Q- keep- R S. Like I know it's two episodes away, but I'm here for this. Like I have like <laughs> you're asking me about my theories. I waited years for someone to ask me about my theories. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we did a Shakespeare. It's always nice. Did you do any Shakespeare in Unique Because I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I kind of personally am not really big into Shakespeare, though controversially. Okay, Connor, we'll 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 start a side series. Um, mm. You can be our Shakespeare correspondent. Um, Thank you. Oh my god, the only job I want. <laughs> to be fair, there's loads of like LGBT productions of like Shakespeare texts as well, right? Yeah, there's yeah. there's one in Manchester that I really want to see. Like while like while I'm here, it's by a company called Her Productions, and it's an all female version of Midsummer Night's Dream. Ooh, nice. I'd really want to see that. And Kiva, would I be right in saying that you were in or helped 
in a production of Macbeth that was all female as well. Yeah, I was stage manager. Hmm. Yeah, that was our second year show um, in uni. It was really cool, actually. Rayanne Jeffrey directed it. It was class. And oh, I yeah. saw it. <laughs> um, sick. Well, yeah, cool. So we love the Shakespeare. Um, um, do you... Oh, Kiva, please go on ahead. <laughs> Did you have nothing to say? Um... <laughs> Connor, no, I had so much to say. I was going to ask, Connor, um, you were on another co- podcast before. Um <laughs> Sean yes. Simpson's limited series, uh, yes, theater, the theater bar, or just theater bars. Is that? Um, but yes. I listened to that yeah, yeah. whole, I listened to every episode, really enjoyed it. And, so I. um, so you went on that and you were talking about that you were writing a play, a big queer play. So, yeah, what's the crack with that? Are you still writing um, it? Have you written it? Yeah, that actually has um that actually has developed. Um so that's gonna be coming up pretty soon. And amazing. I had, yeah, I was I was very fortunate to get some SIAP funding and I did some work with Paul Jonah, which was Paul from <gasps> Tinderbox, which was like a big springboard. Um and now it's like, you know, writing the thing. Like it's nice sitting down and being, okay, all the all the concepts and ideas are there. It's now being like, right. Like yeah. you when know, you have like a collection. <laughs> You have like you have like page one, page twenty-four, and page sixty-five, but you don't have like all the in between. Yeah, you yeah, have the yeah. connectors and it's like, oh, I have to write those, they don't just appear. To do that. Oh god. That's so class. Yeah. I'm really happy that it's like Exciting. up and moving. Yeah. Anyway, um news? Yes. Yeah. Please. Let's go. Beep beep. Um, oh my god, the news. I should get my um phone. Yeah, I'm gonna get that's where, where I've written the news. Sorry, Connor, we didn't send you this in advance as well, so just go with it. Like any it's good fine. news reporter. I just feel like it's email. fun for the guests to not know what we're talking about so that they can react in real time, like possibly the audience will. They'll be like, <laughs> I'll do the I'll, wow, I'll do I'll do the, I'll do the weather. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yes, yeah, oh my god, great. Um also did did right. we mention that like so this is like a trans, um, what's the sea? Is it the Irish Sea? What's, what's the sea between England and Ireland called? Is it the Irish Sea? Yes. Yes. This, this is a trans Irish Sea podcast. Oh my God. Trans, I know. Uh, oh, because transatlantic is the Atlantic Sea. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> Simon. <laughs> um, because um, both myself and Connor actually um, are in different parts of England. Yeah, and I'm um, for proper Ireland. <gasps> Oh my god, yeah. that was really oh my offensive. God. <laughs> no, we cut that out. <laughs> I'm in the Republic of Ireland, so what I went. Yeah, well, well none of us are in none of us are in Northern Ireland at the moment. Oh, oh. sad. Oh. oh my god. And we call ourselves an Irish and Northern Irish podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do we call ourselves Northern Irish podcast? Do you know what? This is getting too political. Let's go. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god, so news. <laughs> news. Sorry, actual news. Um, so first up in the news, I need to actually go into my notes. Um, oh my gosh. So I did some investigative journalism on this topic as well, but we'll get into it in a second. 
So um, we are talking about, I don't know, Connor, are you, are you, do either of you use Twitch? I've used it, yeah. No. I know, I know, I know it's like a streaming thing. Yeah, so so basically Twitch is like a streaming platform. A lot of people play like video games on it, but I think they, like some podcasters and stuff use it as well to do like live episodes yeah. to their podcast. Or in my case, I use it to play Jackbox with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically Twitch uh, has been having this kind of yeah. like ongoing problem um, where uh, there's a feature on Twitch where when your stream ends, you can like raid another stream, which means like all your viewers go onto that person's stream. And it's quite a nice thing because it increases someone's viewership by like 10 or 12 people. Um, but there has been a recent insurgence on Twitch um, of these things called hate raids, where um, people will target usually minority streamers here, either like from like a, a ethnic sort of minority um, or from a religious minority or else from like an LGBTQ plus minority as well, um, particularly trans people, um, and will just spread hatred in their like chat and basically like ruin their stream so that it's like they can't they can't post in it and they can't sort of interact with it in a way that feels safe. Um, and there's been like a lot of sort of like protests around this about how Twitch haven't done enough to help it because while Twitch can ban those accounts, people just can re-sign up with like different emails and stuff like that mm. as well. So there's not really been a way to get rid of it. Um, and they recently did like a blackout of Twitch where loads of like famous streamers um, basically refused to use Twitch for like one day to sort of show um, support for everyone who was being affected by it. And Twitch have finally sort of solved it-ish um, right. where they've now, they've now added a thing. I think it's called two-factor mm. two authentication, which means that now when you sign up for Twitch, you have to sign up with an email address and a mobile number. And if your account gets banned, that mobile number also gets banned as well. So it makes it harder for people to sign up again with the same hate account. Okay. Does that make does that make some sort of sense? Yes. Um, so I asked. I have a friend who um, I'm subscribed to, yeah, and I yeah, watch yeah. all of his Twitch. I watch all of his Twitch streams, and he's called Jack Connors. So if you want to go listen to him, he is a queer Twitch streamer. Um, he's got a very gay friendly stream. Um, um, I literally just before we come on air, I guess, um, went onto his Twitch stream and just asked him, like, "Oh, what do you think of this?" And he was like, "Yeah, like I'm glad it's happened. It's the bare minimum, and I don't know why mm. it wasn't why it hadn't happened at the start." Um, so I guess like it is good that it's going to be something that stops all of these terrible things from happening, but a bit shit on Twitch's part that it's taken them this long to actually do something about it. Yeah. Um, I also kind of wonder, like, isn't there some kind of thing you can do where if somebody gets banned, like surely there should be like something where if they try to make another account with another email, but it's the same IP address that they can't make it like surely there should be some kind of thing like that because I feel like that's like a huge issue on like a lot of platforms um yeah like whenever I was doing that thing in the Mac there recently loads of the kids were saying that um on TikTok and stuff people will like one kid in particular was saying like this guy will like comment on her TikToks and like it's the same person all the time like keeps like making all these new accounts just to like get, get like bully her basically and like harass her mm-hmm. so like i don't know like surely they're the the, could the yeah. two-factor authentic authentication thing like could do like some it could help in some kind of way but then like you can buy like a sim card for pretty cheap so people could just be getting new numbers and do yeah. and like do you know what i mean like it's not really i feel like totally. the ip address thing is like a little bit more the IP address oh, thing though, can't you, can't you just use a VPN? 
Well, actually, yeah. yeah fuck. Never mind. Something was like a few different ways around it. Like, I just, I can't oh, imagine like... the drive to want to be that hateful that you'd like buy a burner phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, literally, can you imagine being like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. God, but like, there uh, are some sick people yeah. in the world. Although, actually, I suppose probably like the VPN thing would maybe be easier than going yeah, by. Yeah, like, I can, get, I can get a free VPN if I need. Yeah. Um, but so maybe that maybe that through, is a better way then I don't I, know. I think Twitch have also filed lawsuits, and I imagine it is easier to track someone via their number because it'll just yeah. like automatically be associated with your name and stuff because you have to go and sort of get that set up. Um, so yeah, like I guess great that they're doing something to help all these marginalized communities which are being targeted. Terrible that it's happening. Like what the fuck? Um, yeah. I guess the the internet's full of trolls. That isn't really news, but like it's still shit that it's happening and affecting because twitch is obviously something people can use for like work and stuff as well um yeah yeah. but also like Um, bad that it took that long like i feel like with so many of those kind of platforms it's like you know obviously like the the thing where they did the blackout day or whatever and those are the big streamers like were kind of making noise about it and obviously would have been making headlines and stuff then people talking about it like those kind of things do work but it's just unfortunate mm -hmm. that that it has to go to that level for them to actually listen to people because that's I think what a lot of people were saying whenever they were doing the blackout is like what was even like it's ridiculous that it's gotten to this point because we mm. have been commenting things about this for so long mm. um yeah and yeah it's just it's a pretty pretty shitty part of the internet but luckily like I will say like as I guess someone who watches a lot of twitch stuff because I find it very comforting um some of the communities on it are absolutely lovely um and that one which I'm part of with my friend Jax is like a really nice group of gay friends on the internet and i really appreciate that um, yeah that's cute so hopefully it's like going to be a place where like more communities like that can continue to grow um yeah so yeah that is our first bit of gay news which i guess is like good that it's happening but it, it's positive but it's it's a negative topic um hmm. kiva what is our second piece of gay news reporter kiva over to you <laughs> yeah that's a great question simon i'm gonna eat a prawn cracker so i'm gonna mute my um <laughs> and we need more great questions um okay so the other piece of news we had was um that yes so scotland became the first country to require teaching lgbtq history in schools so they've made it like um, compulsory which is a great step in the right direction um so all teachers in scotland will now have access to a library of lgbtq inclusive teaching materials including history lessons for both younger and older students. The updated curriculum also includes LGBTQ integration across other subjects. For example, a student's math problem may feature gay inclusive scenarios. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, right. So it's like, uh, so Cindy's two dads are like buying flowers for each other or something. Yeah. And they're 80% off. How much are they? I mean, they haven't yeah. taken into, into account that gays can't do math. But. That's what I was going to say. Like, that, that's, that's what the line is. They'd be like, they'd be like, Cindy has two dads. They'd be like, Cindy has two dads? That's so yeah. good. I'm, I love this. Like, I would be distracted for the rest of the guests. Be like, yeah. wow. <laughs> How many is two? No. <laughs> if two plus two was four, right? And five plus five is ten. Okay. What the fuck is this? Um, yeah, it's cute. I mean, it's across lots of different subjects and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, really cute. Um, that's also um, on an definitely. infographic. Oh, yes, sorry, sorry I should give credit that that's that that guy, um, Matt Bernstein, Matt XIV on Instagram. He always puts up loads of like in little infographics and and 
we share them quite often on the A to Z Instagram and stuff. They're very helpful. And yeah, we'll share we'll share this actually when the thing goes up. One thing I found interesting in that infographic though is that it said four states in the US have explicit anti-LGBTQ plus curriculum laws, which are like so you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, it's basically there are no promo homo laws. Um, which does sound funny because it rhymes. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like it says on the infographic, AIDS prevention education shall specifically teach students that engaging in homosexual activity and promiscuous sexual activity are known to be primarily responsible for contracting AIDS. Um, and to avoid these activities because of that, basically. Mm, Jesus um, and that's still, that's like, they are laws in four states, which is insane. Um, and also just proves that Scotland's great. Yeah. Mm, um, gosh. And I, yeah, I, I hope that like, there's not any kind of wild like fuss kicked up by parents in Scotland. I just kind of wonder what they would be like over there. I feel like they'd be mostly grand, pretty sound like in Scotland. <laughs> um, but yeah because i just like my wee cousins in belfast might have to cut this out well they're never gonna listen it's fine um they like were kind of taught slightly about gay people in school or like it was kind of mentioned or i don't know what the 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 topic was or whatever or how like what the context was but it was just like this whole thing that my uncle and auntie-in-law were like really angry about it and like were threatening to go down to the school and, and they were like basically like so like my wee cousin would be like oh did mommy did you know that like um two boys can marry each other if they want to or whatever blah 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 like something like that and they were all like what no that is not right whoever told you that is wrong and all that's here so oh my god I mean the we the kids were spitting facts like that that is yeah. something people can do literally this is the thing like you can like because all all it does by not educating people on this is you're just whether you like it or not some of those kids will grow up queer like yeah. and you'd rather they be armed with that yeah exactly case in point hiya like, <laughs> I like see whether or not whether or not they're educated about it like they will still come up that way and all that yeah. does is make it healthier and safer for them um, and you know, mm-hmm. like say you did, like a kid did learn, then went back, and their parents were like, "No, that's not correct." And then you're like, "Yeah, but ten years down the line, like, I gay people will still be getting married, and that kid who is now an adult will be like, oh, it is happening.' Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. I feel like it would have helped me so much actually to have it normalized from a much younger yeah. age. Like that, oh, I God, felt yeah. like I, I don't know about you guys, but like a big part of it when I was like very young was that I truly believed that like I was a I was a complete like anomaly is that the right word like mm-hmm. yeah. in, like I was like there there are no other gay people um certainly not in like Northern Ireland <laughs> yeah um, yeah and then I, then many many years later it was like whoa there was like at least three in our street <laughs> yeah um, I'm like yeah. it, it's sorry sorry no 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 that's just, yeah, it's just it, like it was so like that would have helped me to be like, whoa, it's actually all around as opposed to, like, yeah, what I imagine is non-existent, really. But, like, even in our secondary school, like, there are so many people from, like, where I went to school that now that they've left high school have just come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, like, because it's not an environment that's ta- where it's talked about or even discussed. And that, so if it starts getting brought into class, it just helps someone even have that conversation, yeah. whether it's with the teacher, whether it's with the student. Like, it's so important. Because they're going to be here. They've always been here. We'll always be here. Making podcasts and talking about 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, they should teach gated ed in schools. Oh my god, Simon, we should start doing like talks in schools. Can you imagine? You know the way they do like um like you get like oh like we're gonna watch an educational like video or something and it's like a treat. They should be like, oh you're gonna get to listen to an educational podcast. Yes. (laughs) It's just us being like, oh we love Lil Nada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah. Oh my god, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like I've said it a million times before. I'll say it a million times again. Like, I just think if you're teaching kid these like about LGBTQ history and blah 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 to kids in school and like just like normalizing it, like you're just gonna have like far less people getting bullied. Yeah. And if it's like something that's introduced from like, you know, from the get-go, like rather than like the way it was for us probably all growing up where wasn't ever like talked about in school and then it was like you start kind of hearing about it through the grapevine and you're like yeah oh what's this crack about and like for a lot of kids you know like if if their parents are, are like homophobic or whatever as well and they're not hearing about it in school but blah, 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 it's like once they start hearing about that kind of stuff then it's just like yeah. a we- weird like other thing like a taboo thing and, and you know like so it makes sense that people then are going to be like, yeah, I think most know? people's like it, initial, I don't know what you guys, but like, certainly I think most people learn the word gay is like a, like slur or like a slang or like something yep. to insult someone as first. Um, and that obviously then just creates negative connotations, which makes it like overall worse. Um, so yeah, this is really positive. I'm really happy yeah. about it. Yeah, this. no, it's a great, great thing. And hopefully you know, the rest of the like, UK will like follow even, Sorry. Yeah, and, like, even, like, as, like, a, like a silly, really silly example that's happened the other week, and, like, from, like, the existential breakdown that I am, like, a predominant queer person in my sibling's life. Um, but we were sitting in the living room, and my sister had a friend over, and, like, she was sitting cool as a cucumber, like, legs spread out, like, flicking through Netflix, like, whatever. Um, and our mate was, like, uh, she's only, like, 10, it was like, oh, Connor, like, room was telling me that you work in, um, you work in a bar, but, 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 but that it's like, and she was like looking to my sister, then looking to me, and Ruin's literally sitting there chewing gum in hand, doesn't even take her eyes off the TV, went, yeah, gay bar. And like, her friend like looked at me as if to be like, is that okay? Just, oh my God, she said the word. And I was like, yeah, love, it's a gay bar. Said, yeah. And, but Aww. obviously, like, this girl hadn't encountered it before, but to my yeah. siblings, it's so yeah. casual. So yeah. she, she was like, yeah, that's what it is. And even this, when Ruin said the word gay, you you seen her flick back to me like a deer in headlights, like to be like, oh, like it was like a buzzword for her. <laughs> yeah, because it's it, oh God, it literally yeah. is like as if it's like a bad word or like as if it's like adult or like, do you know what I mean? Like something that you, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be talking about when you're a kid. Like, so yeah, just we need to knock that out. And the Gated Ed educational tour is starting next. <laughs> 2022 yeah well what a positive note to end on yeah. um is is there any other news we want to talk about or is, shall we head onwards no i think that was it we didn't really have a lot this week but i feel like that's <laughs> sometimes you get a slow news week connor what's the weather looking like uh we have rainbows across the mediterranean and <laughs> in wakefield it looks like it's going to be some camp showers and back home in the north uh rays of camp sunshine <laughs> <laughs> lovely beautiful Thanks. cut the credits there <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god Simon what about our, my smooth transition that I thought was so clever but it's not really that even that good oh my gosh sorry uncut the credits there okay smoothing, <laughs> wait wait <clears throat> she prepared she prepared this in advance it's not even that good um speaking of queer history let's move on to our film which is also historic historical mm. okay let's queer just history. let's just end it there <laughs> <laughs> so i thought the pause was for us to go queer no history. i was just trying to i didn't know how to end my sentence um so okay so true bestie yeah right So we this week we're on letter K, um, <clears throat> and we watched the 2013. Yeah, is that right? 2013 mm-hmm. yeah. film, um, "Kill Your Darlings," starring Daniel Radcliffe and the boy who always plays really creepy roles that I feel like I should know the name of. He's called like Dane Dan Dan. Let's get to this Wikipedia page quickly. Um, he is called Dane Deham. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Him. He, he really reminded me of like a, a sort of more effeminate Leonardo DiCaprio, if that makes sense. Like mm, in certain lightings yeah. in that film, like I'm getting vibes. Yeah, I see that. I, He's really like intense looking. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm. literally at any point in the film, I was like, God, geez. Like, <laughs> even the scene where it was like whimsical, I was like, fuck you, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, had either of you guys seen this before? No, it was my first time. I was, was a also my virgin. Um, Kiva, have you seen it before? I had. I saw it like years ago, like probably around the time it came out, or or like a year after or something. I watched it. Did um, it? Did it Netflix. stick with you? Did you enjoy it? Um, I think I did enjoy it at the time, but I couldn't really remember that well, or I might have found it a bit strange, or I don't know. But but I think I maybe also kind of maybe misunderstood it the first time because. All these years I've been going around thinking like that Alan Ginsberg is like a bad guy because of watching this film. But then when I watched it this time, I was like, why did I think that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like I understood it more the second time for sure. Nice. <laughs> Were you going to ask well, a question a minute ago? Me? Simon? Simon, I think yeah. I did, no, I literally was just asking like what you're sort of initial thoughts were and you so did you enjoy it more the second time do you think um yes but mm, also <laughs> i think so i think maybe some of the parts about it that i enjoyed the first time this time i was more like oh god that's so cringe but i maybe understood i, I maybe enjoyed like other parts more just because like I kind of understood it a bit more the second time mm-hmm. around um but I think probably like when I first watched it and I was like a young like I 2013 14 I would have been like only like that was before uni so like you know I was a wee teen and I probably was like oh wow this is so cool people in college like talking about poetry um Obviously, this time I was a bit more like, oh, oh my God, pretentious poetry gaze <laughs> again. Sorry, I think that's my food. I'll be two seconds. I'll be right Oh my back. God, work yeah. away, work away. Don't worry, honey. Yeah, going ahead. Why I like his name, Connor's Teresa? Fi- 
<laughs> it's his granny's laptop, so um, <laughs> it's so like cute. automatically named. Oh, look, we're getting a house tour from Connor, from <gasps> Teresa, from Teresa, sorry. Guys, we Connor's just got himself a Chinese. Absolute icon. Anyway, should we get sorry. back on topic? Where do we get to and kill your darlings? I took notes. Like, I wanted to be like a really good podcast guest, pod, podcast guest, podcast. I want to be like a really good guest. And I Cute. took notes. I had like things written up. But like one of my first ones was just Daniel Radcliffe as a TikTok e-boy in this film. And I can't oh expand God. on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if Lucian, like the really intense one, would seduce me or make me cringe. And then I just wrote cringe like 40 times. I'm assuming mm-hmm. like every instance that made me wince, I just wrote cringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my God. The, the first thing I wrote as soon as he came on screen was not this melodramatic little twig. <laughs> <laughs> About Lucian. Yeah. Lucian, when, he jumps uh... on, when he jumps on the fucking like um, library. Um, like desk thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he poetry. I was like, not this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, in, in relation to your e-boy comment, I in my notes, my first note was Daniel Radcliffe looks very cute. Yeah, yeah I, I, was cute. I thought he looked so cute in this. Um, yeah. I, I love I'm, how he, like I'm curly a... hair brunette boy. You oh. know? Yeah. Shout out Callum McAuley. Like, I feel like we've, we've got... <laughs> I feel like we we've kind of gone, but like I was looking at like the aesthetic of the film in particular with their outfits and stuff, and I was like, I feel like we're trying to go back to that. Like I feel like that's a very mm. in style right now. Yeah, dark academia. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, very. This definitely could have been set in the twenty twenties. Also, music wise, yeah. it points it could have been set in the twenty twenties, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, do you know what I thought was weird? Was like all the like lovely jazz throughout. And then at the very end, like credit, once again, jump into the end. Why do we do this? But um, it starts playing like a block party song. And yeah, it's just like feels very out of place. Love a bit of block party. But what was that about? Like, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, you're really taking me out of this right now. I thought that yeah, was very strange. The library scene also had like a rock song, which I did add to my Spotify playlist. But oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, thought that was odd. Um, anyway, before we skip to the end, should we do a quick like summary of what it was about? Yes. Okay. Who wants to do that? <laughs> so um, this film is, is based on a kind of true story about um, Allen Ginsberg, William Burroughs and Jack uh, Kerouac, who were like kind of um, pioneers of the, the beat poetry movement in the mm-hmm. 1950s so it's like the three of them like when they first meet in blah 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 in university and also this other bucko called lucian carr not the bucko <laughs> yeah um, um so it's kind of like when they're all like young before they become famous or anything blah 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 and it's kind of centered around although not really it's kind of almost like a bit of an afterthought the whole like murder thing it's more yeah. like the rest of the film is like building up to them, like coming up with like their new ideas for this like um, kind of revolution in the poetry world because they they basically want to yeah. like break all the like traditions of um, rhyme and meter, and the, all that, yeah, right? rhyme and meter and blah blah blah. So they're, they're all like, yeah, it's a wee bit kind of like I saw some, I read a couple of reviews just to get like and like a, a kind of like some more positive and some more negative just to kind of get a range of what people thought or whatever like this one person kind of was saying that it was a wee bit like 
like a wee bit too kind of like nostalgic or idealistic or something like that. Like, and and they kind of point out the irony of the film being called Kill Your Darlings, but that the the writer or director or whatever didn't really do that with the film. Oh, I fully I fully agree with that. Yeah. I thought it was really boring. <gasps> I think I, I that might be really controversial to say. I thought I was no, like, I think that's fair. I messaged Kiva midway through watching it being like, have you watched this yet? Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Like, nothing's really happening. Oh, and yeah. Like, that's it. Stuff was happening. I just didn't, it, there wasn't like enough pace. And when I got to the murder, I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Why did this like, yeah. not happen? Yeah, because yeah, like, like, also like the, the synopsis for the film like makes it seem like the whole thing is about this. And like, it starts out like the very first scene, like, where it's like your man Lucian in prison and then it's like they go back but it's like they you know, really they like before. leave the the actual murder bit like till the last like 20 minutes or something yeah and then it's like let's it was kind of more about them being like like in my notes I was like they feel like the knackbeards of the 1940s like we know best yeah. we know what to do like we have all this like cool weird philosophy and poetry yeah and they literally just go out and do drugs and I'm like right okay yeah. Cool. And like obviously like Alan Ginsberg, like I went off and Googled him after and like I know some of his poetry because I really like poetry. I was like, I know his name and I realized like read some of his poetry and I was like, awesome oh, of the stuff I really love. And obviously like the beat poets, like they've done lots for that movement. Um but in that film it felt like it didn't know if it wanted to be about the tension between him and Lucian or the murder, and it just kind of felt like you were watching like like I said, like 1940s neckbeards. <laughs> Um, but it gave me, I was saying to Simon there, it gave me the same energy as like Wolf of Wall Street. As like, mm. I felt like the Wolf of Wall Street of the 1940s. Everyone's like, you need to watch this. It's so good. You sit down and you watch it and you're like, the pacing's just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get like, that. Disappointingly so. I don't know. I just didn't vibe with it that much. Um, okay. and I, kind of, I, thought I, I thought I would like it as well. Like it seems like the type of thing that like, kind of ticked all my boxes it's like people doing a creative writing thing in university I'm like oh relatable I did one of those um gays I did one of those <laughs> yeah um and I genuinely quite like I think Daniel Radcliffe is like kind of underrated as an actor I quite like him um, Same. I think people- I, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan I actually yeah. am, I'm a wee bit in love with Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> I, no I think that's so fair because I think obviously he gets like boxed into the Harry Potter box but I think like everything he's been in which isn't that he's been mm. like pretty decent in um yeah and also me- he's a big old advocate as well which I think is class yeah he's an ally yeah like um, um what do you call he was like JK Rowling's a turf not in his words but, like- <laughs> yeah like he put he put out a lovely like um open letter thingy yeah, yeah. in response to like kind of when it start when people started clocking on or talking about the fact that um jk Rowling was a big turf he just put out this lovely yeah. letter to all the like trans harry potter fans just to reassure them and support them which was lovely yeah um me and tom watched it oh sorry sorry no you say your thing first oh you're okay i was just gonna say that me and tom watched a film recently that he was in like from the past couple of years or maybe last year it came out or something like quite recent called swiss army man you guys oh heard of God, it? Yeah, I have. My grand brings this up on the phone every time I talk to her. It's really like, good. Yeah. <laughs> she's it's always like, oh, it. what's Daniel Radcliffe doing now? And then she's always like, isn't he like, he played like a, he plays a body in it, right? Yeah, literally a corpse. <laughs> the whole time. Oh my God. And he just it's like, great. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's like, 
but you just have to go with it and just enjoy the ride. I think that's what he did after Harry Potter. He was like, I'm going to go do like weird, absurdist stuff. Weird film. It's the only way to like sort of break me out of that mold. Um, Yeah, he did loads of like indie kind of films for a while. and Yeah, like horns and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I was going to say. But it was really weird because like, God bless him. Like, you'll never be able to detach him from that like really pivotal role. So like, obviously there's a a couple of scenes in Kill Your Darlings that are a bit like, not PG-13, shall I say. And it was weird because part of my brain was like, oh, yes, Daniel Radcliffe, but also, did I just see Harry Potter bottom? Like, did you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? You know what's actually really interesting about this? And it's, we're on topic, so I feel like I can bring it up now. Um, apparently, I read like a review or like a, a, like a letterbox review, so like a really short review that was like, oh, this is the movie that people used on Tumblr to like um, make like fan edits for like Draco Harry slash. Oh my god! Yeah, because so because right. Lucian is like Blondie as well. It was like such an easy edit of like yeah. a bunch of things. Oh my god! Yeah, wow, I never thought about that. That's so and true. afterwards, I was like, oh my god, I so can see that. Um, god bless you, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, God, god bless him. <laughs> Some of it was like on the like not to not to be like horny on the pod. But some of it was a bit like, you know, like whenever he's like, like he gets the woman from the library and like your man Lucian like is just watching them like is like through yeah. a book or like right beside. I was like, oh my God, like Daniel, stop it. Like, no. <laughs> I, I personally like that scene. I don't know why. I just thought it was like a fun, like, they, do you know what? I liked it, but also it was like, once again, I feel like women were like not a feature in this movie at all. Yeah. Um, mm. And especially like the one like female character like sorry she's like i did that as in like i was gonna say strong but i don't know if she was a strong female character or not i guess she was in some ways um felt like she was really underused like which one are you talking about um elizabeth olsen yeah elizabeth olsen who's called Edie's girlfriend yeah Yeah. like she was just like so non-existent in the film and apparently she so i read a little bit of all the like actual people's wikipedia because obviously it's a biography thing um, and apparently her and Scary Boy were friends. What do you, I really didn't look up the names. Lucius, that's his name, Luc- right? Lucian. Lucian. Um, they were friends. Probably, yeah, like, they were quite friends. Like, after. And, like, yeah, like, so I was watching an interview with Daniel um, Radcliffe and your man in it, and he said, like, oh, I read, like, her memoirs include, like, quite a lot of information on him because they, like, were close. Oh, um, hmm. Interesting. Which See, obviously wasn't depicted in the movie. But maybe that was like them meeting first and then maybe, you know, in the years after that, they were friends. Um, I just was kind of reading like little bits about like the, the people afterwards. And your man, um, Jack, like went off with Edie to, wait, what was it? He did something. And, to, I knew oh, that they, they got hit, married. Wait, his... It, her family bailed him out of jail that time on the condition that she he would like move to yeah. Atlanta with her or something and marry her. And he mm-hmm. he went, but then he was like, he missed his friends in New York. So then he left. And then that was what inspired him to write his book on the road, on the road again. Um, mm-hmm. Which also, so I always hear, see like memes on Twitter and stuff about like all these, this certain type of boy who like says that his favorite novel is is Jack Kerouac's On the Road? Apparently, the, these boys are awful, mm. and you meet them in like the smoking area of Wheelands. 
I meant to say Workman's. No blend, mm. but I've Again, never met people, this type of Some people of boy. that are like, my favorite movie is Wolf of Wall Street type thing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I'm, yeah, so I, I don't know what the book is like because I haven't read it, but I would imagine they just mean like pretentious types. And then I yeah. guess he was kind of shitty to his girlfriend as well. So probably yeah. not a great influence on these boys. I kind of want to the Edie Sulu movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to know her story. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't. I just can't believe that the beat poetry movement spawned neckbeards. Like, I just can't believe it. Like, it's all a direct that, lineage. Yeah. Do you ever get like that that meme where it's like the really tiny domino that builds up to the huge domino, and it's like things that don't make sense, and it's like yeah. the the beat poetry movement's the little one, and the big ones just people on the internet that desperately need to go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have we have we mentioned yet? Um, that Allen Ginsberg was gay, <laughs> and that's why that's why we're talking about this. Oh, um, oh my gosh, no! <laughs> yeah, it's not surprise. He's he's the gay character in the film. Well, yeah. the gay character in the film, there is like I guess some There's a couple gays ambiguity about the other guy's sexuality, about Lucian's yeah. sexuality. Yeah, I would yeah. say though that your man Dave is like a confirmed homo, is he not? Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. confirmed homo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Lucian, yeah. So Lucian went on to marry twice, I think, and have three like three women. kids or something to women. Yeah. So I kind of wonder, like, did he, like, because it seemed like he had a lot of shame or something about his sexuality. So did he, was it like one of those things where he was like, no, I'm going to decide to be straight. And then he went off and married people. Or, like, maybe he was just, like, bi. And, See, the, yeah, this is what I wondered. Was, like, was he bi? Was... I feel like... I think his character is, like, very interesting and very tragic as well. Because, obviously, like... I re- I don't know if you guys read about... So I, I don't even know if we mentioned this. Basically, Lucian has, like, a docker is probably the best way to describe it. But, but also is a he, cat. though? Is he, yeah, though? Like... See, this is the thing. That's so, the question. Yeah, basically, it's like from what mask. the mum said, it makes it makes it sound like that. But is that her being in denial of the fact that actually they were in a relationship together? Yeah, she was making yeah, it out like oh, blah, blah, blah. on again, off again, lover, stalker, romance person who he who <laughs> follows him from university to university, but also like they have he does sometimes engage with him and sometimes he doesn't, and that's been confirmed in like different accounts and stuff as well. But what I think sort of puts me more in the like were they boyfriends i don't know basically puts me on the negative side of this relationship Mm. is that in real life they met when he was seven and he was his scout master and i think that's oh fuck i didn't know that um i don't think that makes it kind of oh sorry connor i just gonna say i think that makes it interesting he he kills him with a scout knife as well which i'm like yeah like that part of this narrative is kind of, it almost feels like it shouldn't be about Allen Ginsberg is basically what I'm saying it should kind of be about but it's probably it is like it's yeah. an interesting thing that this is a true story that like all these like these three men who went on to be really famous poets and like you know formed this whole like revolution also were involved in this really weird murder thing back in college so it, yeah. it does make for an interesting story but I just feel like yeah maybe the way they framed it or like the perspective was off. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Although, like, 
picking up on what you were saying there, Simon, like about him like finding him when he was seven, just before Lucian like stabs him in the film, he says something like, You drag me into your like weird perversion or, or something. Like he says something mm. that implies that like it wasn't really consensual. But then the other guy replies with, What do you like? He replies with facts about this relationship they might have had. And the, the person who I was watching it with um turned around and he was like, It seems like he's been groomed. And I was like, Oh, I didn't Ooh. I got I got like the stalker vibe. I didn't get the grooming vibe, but whenever he said that, I was like, that does put some things into place. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I got a grooming of, vibe. I wasn't I was like kind of unsure the whole time, like because I kind of sometimes did get grooming vibes, but then other times I was like, but was it just that they were like in a relationship and this guy, um, Lucian is a bit of a like user, like because of how he was like acting then with Alan, do you know, yeah. I kind of was like, mm, is this a bit of a pattern with this boy though? And like, is he also kind of like yeah. in denial about his sexuality or something? Um, so maybe he's just like, oh no, like we weren't a thing, go away. But maybe yeah. they were. But then, like, yeah, I didn't know about the him being seven thing. But um, what do you call? I did think anyway. Like he would have been like very young when they started going out, and there definitely was like an age gap and a bit of a power thing going on because if your man was a professor, because yeah. so like they must have started well. going out when like he was like maybe seventeen or eighteen, or that's what I, that's what I thought at the time. Although like you know from what you've said, like it could have been much earlier. Like he started grooming him or whatever, but just because mm. based on like the thing of him um attempting suicide when he was 18 and your man is the one who like brought him to the hospital so they must have been like together or whatever at that stage yeah so yeah i think that's that's the big thing about it is i don't think the movie does a good job in depicting that this relationship was a lot more groomy pedophilic Mm. it kind of leaves it up for a bit of yeah, it has a lot more ambiguity around that, which I guess the whole case, like all the stuff I read around it, felt like it had a lot of ambiguity anyway. Mm. But I just think when it comes to a seven-year-old and someone who is their scoutmaster, that that just feels wrong to me no matter what. Yeah, um, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that they didn't mention that in the film because like, yeah, I guess like they'd be trying to kind of show a bit of like obviously if Lucian has said one thing like you know saying that it was an honor slain or whatever obviously to that he wouldn't like go to prison for years and blah 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 um but maybe that they maybe there'd be like slightly different accounts from the other boyos who were there like the film would probably be trying to show like "Mm, is it this or is it that or like you know, like a wee bit of ambiguity, yeah. but like if it was like a known thing that your man knew him from when he was like seven, it would really change the outlook. Like, yeah. Um, surely like, the mum would know that or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. She, no, you're okay. Um, like it was just mad whenever, like you said, the start, like they they start with that and like loop back, so you really do feel like that should be the perspective that it takes. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then we take we take Alan Ginsberg and his his kind of take for the whole thing for a lot of it is I fancy you and I know you fancy me too. Mm. And then it's like, okay, Alan, hang on, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Alan, but we what what about this? <laughs> um also I Yeah, it's, it's like do you know a person you know, that, oh 
So I was going to say I looked it up, but I just wanted to correct myself quickly. He was 12, not seven. Um, okay. So, still so gross, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, that gives grooming vibes. Did, did any of, like, did any of the lanes get yous? Because they obviously, they have that, like, philosophy of life of being, like, roundabouts and looping around. And I was obviously because I I also like write some poetry, mm. um, like a very loose hand. I was like some of the some of the phrases and some of the stuff. I was like, I'm really annoyed, but I'm like, yeah, that was a good line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, because like of course, like there's gonna be like the pretentiousness of the film, but like and the cringiness, but like they were obviously fucking good writers as well. So it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I'll give you that one. I I really like the even... whenever they're like on the boat and Alan reads out the thing that, yeah. that he wrote I was like oh, that, that's quite beautiful like fair enough Alan I'll give you that yeah. one <laughs> I didn't, right, okay. weirdly, weirdly I didn't really have a problem with like Alan as much as I, I, no. I felt like Lucian annoyed me in terms of like as a person <laughs> um, yeah. but he also has a lot going on so like I, I guess it's understandable as to some of the reasons that he's like that but yeah I, yeah he just like I think that's why I was like I don't really root for these the, the, like these two as like a couple if that's what we're supposed no. to be doing here um I kind of just want Alan to like sort of like drop him enough engage with this but be like matured at some point also I felt like it weirdly now I guess this is the start of his career but I was reading on Alan Ginsberg's page that like he was quite like explicit and outspoken about like his homosexuality and all that kind of stuff and I feel like the movie didn't necessarily like address yeah, that maybe, but I mean maybe yeah maybe that was probably later started. in life yeah because also and like so, fair, sorry I'm oh, sorry I was gonna say to be fair as well he did submit a his like final paper which was full of like homosexual smuttiness or whatever uh, as I said smuttiness, yeah. yeah um yeah to to be fair as well like he would have been like 17 when this film was actually set which I didn't realize because he doesn't look 17 but um, just on his his Wikipedia said like that he met Jack and and Bill when he was seventeen. So yeah, so like obviously he's only a wee win and like mm. Aqua Bob. No, yeah. It's it's um, it was mad to kind of his line about Lucian's line about I'm only good at beginnings. Mm. Like I can only start things, and then people always telling him like once you once. Once he thinks you know who he is, he'll throw you away, mm. which is like kind of what happened and looped around for the film. And even then, like going as far as and like we post credit scene, Alan published a lot of stuff that was dedicated to Lucian, and his response yeah. was to ask him to stop dedicating things to him. Yeah, take him take take his name off it. I was like, that's so mean. For we Alan. I, let me look this up. I so that did happen, yes, but I read on his Wikipedia that like. It was actually because he just had, he wanted to be quite a private person after everything that happened. Um, mm. Or something yeah, like, like basic, yes. basically, uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, leaving behind his youthful expeditionism, Carr came to cherish his privacy. Um, and then it said in one well noted gesture, Carr asked Ginsburg to remove his name from the dedication. Um, mm. And the poet agreed. But apparently they like were still friendly and stuff. It's okay. Just, mm. That okay. he was like, I don't really want to be in the public eye that much anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. So, so that's like the real that I was just, I just reading the Wikipedia pages. I was like, it's interesting how much like they wanted to portray this narrative in a particular way when historically mm. it actually kind of happened in a slightly different way. 
So obviously yeah. you're in a movie and you want to you want to have a good narrative too. And the guy who yeah. wrote it and directed it was like queer and Jewish, which I guess meant that he probably had quite a connection. None of the actors were fucking queer, but hey ho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. What what did you what did you think of like the the this the big thing that stuck out for me was um honor the honor slaying defense. Even that title. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah. spending your honor or something like oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that whole thing was like really like oof. Understatement of really the year, but you know. Keep it that gives such energy if you do that thing, which is like just find out about homophobia. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Connor, what were you saying? Casual reminder, don't hate gay people. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, Connor, I cut you off. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, did you ever, like, I'm really obsessed with the YouTuber ContraPoints. Um, like, I don't know if either of you, like, yeah, can you keep it, like, raising, like... Oh, no. <laughs> um, yes, I know who you're talking about, and I've seen you sharing their, her things as well. I'm obsessed. I mm. follow her on Twitter. I am, like, I have been a fan of her for, like, years and years and years, and she has a video about transphobia, um, mm. which talked about a thing called the trans panic defense, um, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a term she coined because she comes off the very like witty phrases. But like, this is the genuine thing where men who sort of attack or like murder trans women use this defense that they were tricked or like that their masculinity would somehow be brought into question if anyone found out they were with a trans person, and just that whole like that gay panic, trans panic, mm. honor defense that thing about how people's masculinity was really a part of the law for a long time and yeah even now, still is it's still, it's still brought up in court as like an attempt at a defense yeah it was just insane oh, I, like, I, yeah i did some reading into that because i was like geez actually so like i text matt and was like is this a thing like because obviously like lucian in the movie is able to basically be like oh this homosexual came on to me so i killed him um, and it, it like drastically reduces his sentence and apparently that's like why people use it as a law thing it's like it can change it from like first degree murder to like manslaughter yeah um and stuff like that which is insane a homophobic law america being homophobic <laughs> the world being oh. homophobic what mm. um but i look i so i text matt to be like is this thing in law like still or have you heard of it um and he was like hey i've not really heard of it so it's not a thing in uk law really at all apparently um but then i did some googling and so there's there's trans um panic defense and gay panic defense which are basically like the same thing in terms of the a gay person coming on to you or a trans person coming on to you um and i did i did some investigative journalism again um and basically found out that it's like still a legal term of defense in 35 out of 50 states um what the actual hell which is insane um that it can literally still be used to reduce people i like i the, the cases that i was sort of reading on the one of the like resources were a lot to do with like trans people as well so i imagine it's probably more used against trans people at this point um because mm. unfortunately trans is still seen as like a more taboo thing than gay um but yeah it, it's just it's like it, it is actively being worked against at the minute and there are organizations like i one of the articles was i was reading was about her virginia have literally like just found it and stuff like that mm. um but it's very much still a real thing in america and i think 
that to me was insane because obviously this yeah. movie is set in the 40s. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying in the context of the movie that I'm like, oh, Lucian didn't have reason to kill your man because I'm like, fuck, he really fucked up Lucian's life in some ways as well. Um, uh. But it's disgusting that that is in the law. Um, yeah. And that is a, an actual yeah. defense tactic that you can use. Yeah. That's crazy though, because like watching the film, I was like, God, that's mad that that law, like that that's so recent. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that it's still a thing, what the actual hell? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Although, one thing about like, I feel really desensitized, not desensitized, that's the wrong word, because I'm very grateful for it. If I had have seen Kill Your Darlings when it came out like roughly 10 years ago, the mm. fact that there were queer characters being queer on a screen would have been a big deal for me. So mm. I understand why it got like the, the attention that it did of being like, oh my God, guys, like whenever, you know, gay contact was reduced to like a black and white Tumblr gif. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be yeah, like, like oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh my god, that green, that the greeny photo, I love it. But like, <laughs> whereas when you when you're like there, you're like, oh my god, especially because it was Daniel Radcliffe, and he would have been like, obviously like a lot of queer people's like crush as well. And then just be like, oh my god, that's really cool, and like it was really like really brilliant to see. Um, obviously when you extract the whole queer people not being portrayed by queer people, but like, you know, some like 2013. <laughs> no, yeah, 1947. <laughs> <laughs> I um I actually think as well one of the like cinematography things that I liked most about like my favorite moment sort of in the whole movie was that like scene where he kills your man but Daniel Radcliffe's having sex and the other guy's like taking drugs and it has yeah. a weird block part like I, I think the block party song worked really well there I just thought it was really random that it was in the the otherwise kind of like historically accurate soundtrack yeah um but there was something really pretty about like flicking between those sort of like three experiences. Yeah, um, it was is the it was the <laughs> it was the like knife going in, and then you like immediately cut to like Daniel Radcliffe flinching on a bed. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. my, oh my god, like, <laughs> yeah, like I just thought that scene was really cool. Yeah, no, it was really really cool. Um, do you want to do you want to hear a random fun fact? Of course. Mm-hmm. You might know this because I assume you may have read the Wikipedia page. Do you know there was an alternative cast? No. So the project okay. was actually picked up. So basically, the project was picked up like earlier on. Let me see if I can find this so that I quote it correctly. Um, please, please hold while Simon does some googling very quickly. Basically, from what I remember, um, Daniel Radcliffe was approached to, about this when he was doing Equus, the one with the horses. Equus. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think he was like, uh, I would love to do that. So let me see. Um, he auditioned for the, and got the part. Um, but then he had to go film the last two Harry Potter films. So he was unavailable for the filming date. Um, mm. So the cast without Daniel Radcliffe in it was, this is quite a random cast as well. Chris Evans. Um, <gasps> yeah. Chris yeah, Evans, that's who? Chris, I don't know. It just This is just oh, the name of the Wikipedia. Okay. So we've got Chris Evans, Jesse Eisenberg, and Ben Wishaw. Bit random. Who's I think awesome? I imagine Jesse Eisenberg would have played Daniel Radcliffe. Ben Wishaw would have played um, Lucian, and then Chris Evans probably would have played the like Bill? older guy. Oh, Dave. I'm like a quick Google. I've done of these people. Like I think that I think we got the cast. I would. I won't say the better. I'll say the cast I would have preferred. 
think we got no, yeah oh i i agree we, exactly. as in the and that's in the film yeah i think the casting yeah. film just seems oh, right, like yeah. they're yeah. better for it but i was just yeah. that's such a weird random sort of cast yeah um, a little fun fact ben ben wishaw is gay oh never mind then we got the wrong cast his oh. his spouse is mark bradshaw it says on google yeah, um, he, he looks cool from his little like profile picture on Wikipedia. Yeah, I think if we had Jesse Eisenberg though, it, I would be like, "This is the Wolf of Wall Street for 2013." Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, perhaps controversial, but I kind of didn't really have a problem with the fact that it wasn't like queer actors. But I, I don't think know. that's controversial. Not like, I just I- kind of think with something like this, where it's like it's not like a film that's like about like it's not like oh we're gonna make a film about a gay guy like a gay couple or something do you know what I mean where it's like more about like a historical character so I feel like they just been going for like somebody who looked like those people and and impersonated them well not impersonated them but you know what I mean I get that I think it's just whenever there's like a queer aspect in movie I always like I always like if there's like a queer person involved in the movie. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. Because I feel like otherwise it becomes a weird like echo chamber if it's just straight people working oh, for on sure. something that's yeah. queer. So that's why I was happy to find out the writer and director was queer. Because I was like, yeah. okay, cool. We've got a queer voice in this who's overseeing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I kind of agree with you. I don't think the, I mean, the queer, there's queerness obviously is centered to this movie in some ways, but it's mm. not like. That's like not the, the, what the film's about at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like yeah. it's only it's only partially about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the ro- the romance is like, like my... somewhat sense. It's kind of doing a lot of things. I think that's the problem with it. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it doesn't know what it wants. Doing a lot. It doesn't really focus. We on, haven't like, we haven't even. Narrative. Yeah, because there's there's two plot points we haven't even got to talk about. There's like his mum and his mental his mm. mum's mental like ment- his mum's sort of like mental health struggle his dad like the relationship he has with those two then the other poet who was like always taking the drugs yeah. like which is like a book like we haven't even talked and yeah there's and just also so much. like there also is like the whole backdrop of world war ii happening yeah. yes. and like all and like obviously the Gin- ginsburg's being jewish and jewish, like yeah. the, there's a bit where like they're in the bar and somebody gets taken out of the bar and it's kind of like a weird moment of like oh what happened there and I was like was that because the guy was Jewish or I don't know there was just like there was a lot happening there's also talking like communism and stuff in it as well right but this was before sort of like the red scare and all that right yeah you're gonna have to google my when the red scare was that would have been like I wasn't very good at history yeah 70s 1917 to 1920. Oh, that's the first red square. Okay. The way I was so far off. But what about the Cold War? Was that not in the 70s or something? 1947, 1957. I did find it interesting. Um, uh, what is the name of the main character? Is it Alan Ginsberg? Ginsberg, yeah. Ginsburg. He, his his mom was like a big member of the Communist Party, I believe. Really? Yeah, Alan, in, in, Alan Ginsberg and like a lot of his writing, he like he he like denounced capitalism a lot, mm. but he like denounced it in that way where he was like, I denounce capitalism in the West because it's like causing people to suppress their sexuality, to, to suppress their need to have fun. Like he was very like, 
the like the word that I had. I fucking love this word. Um, this word appears on my Tinder bio whenever I get Tinder fifty times a week because I'm bored. <laughs> um, just like it had a very Dionysian vibe at one point. Like that Ooh. whole drink, do drugs. Like, isn't that a lovely word? Like that whole drink, <laughs> yeah. drugs, creativity, like sexual mm. freedom. Like, down, yeah, he like, was all about that. And he was like anti um, materialism. Yeah. And he was all about like um, freedom of religion, like like um, exploring re- religions from the east and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, he was a Buddhist, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually. Reading his Wikipedia page, I was like, he seems really cool. Yeah, no, I actually mm. like. Yeah, he does. And then I, I was like, was, why have I been I, thinking for the past like eight years <laughs> that he was a bad guy? He's a bad person. <laughs> like, I, I just have, totally like, misunderstood that film. They said like the one, like the really one of his famous poems was Howl, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I wonder what that was. And like the literal like first opening line of it is. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked. And I was like, oh, I know the first line there. I still have encountered that a couple of times before. Um, I do, I do, like, I know we've sort of already said this, but I am still, like, a bit sad that, like, I feel like some of the female characters, especially Edie, were underused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. As a whole. Um, like... If I had to summarize it up, I'd be like, yeah, I'm glad I watched it because I've been curious about it for a long time. Mm. But it's like, it's like an all right movie I wouldn't rush to watch again. Mm. I'll I definitely think, n- not be watching again because I've seen it twice yeah. now and that's more than enough. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, was like, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Um, so I, I, like, I, still, I thought the performances and stuff were good in it. I actually, I think the guy playing this room is Brill. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah, I just great. can never... And Dane Dehan or something. Daniel Radcliffe was great. And I also yep. thought Elizabeth Olsen was very good with the little she was given. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Yeah, just super. I just think the movie didn't. It, 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 as you said, Kiva kind of perfectly based on that review, it didn't kill its darling. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it felt like it was a little bit all over the place and maybe had yep. like pacing issues. And yeah. I don't know. Wasn't super fast. Does anyone have any other like points they really want to get out quickly, or else we can sort of wrap on kill your. I don't think so. I think we've kind of covered everything I was going to say. I was just going to say there that there was another thing that I think that same review said, um, or maybe it was another one where they kind of were like that. This film just kind of felt like, um, you know, the writers or directors or whatever, obviously like really idolized these boyos. So it was kind of like they had to make them like extraordinary at all times or something like that or like mm. yeah does that make sense yeah totally so that they weren't just like some guys but they were like yeah. we are the changers of the oh, world revolution is coming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like, be fair yeah. if that if that happened in like the McClay someone stood on the desk and started shouting shit you'd be like fuck up i I have like an essay due tomorrow (laughs) yeah oh there'd be a few who'd want to be doing that but (laughs) like if we went to college with them now like they'd be the type they'd never take out the bins they would always be smoking weed yeah i feel like andrew radcliffe would be okay as a a flatmate if you got him by himself it's just all his mates yeah 
he'd start off and you'd be like what a nice house mate we get like takeaway once a week kind of thing and then by the end you'd be like he changed but yeah he's definitely influenced by those boys because then like remember he did have a roommate and he came in one time and he's like what the hell are you doing and he's like i'm writing but he's like kicking against the wall because he's like (laughs) high on whatever freaking drugs freaking i keep being like scared to say bad words in case my mommy hears me (laughs) oh my gosh oh that's cute um i have nothing else to say on this movie ever again it's dead to me (laughs) i've killed it um shall do we should we just grade it yeah yeah sure let's grade it okay who wants to go first um three stars (laughs) i'm i'm gonna give it um a c minus oh wait is that bad because you want to give it no i'm joking i'm joking no, I, I, that was I, me trying to be somewhat fair, and then I feel like you'll give it lower. Yeah, I am going to okay. give it lower. Yeah, that's fine because I feel like sometimes you give it a too nice score, and then I'm like, wait, I feel like I should change mine because I was more positive than you about things, and I feel like my score is harsh. No, to be fair, I think I was before, like before we even were talking about this. I think I probably would have given it a D plus. Okay, fair. Um, in terms of, I I just don't think I, I was so bored. For some of it, to be honest, um, and then I think uh, some of the cinematography was really good, and some of the acting was really good, and I don't think that should be discredited. I just don't think the story is told in the right way. Fair. In my professional opinion, as a the- not a theater critic, a movie critic, <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what would you grade this? I think I'd give it about a C as well. Fair. Like I was, I was all, my, my, C minus, yeah. Because like I, I just said, I wouldn't really watch it again. So yeah, C minus. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, had a nice, I had think, a nice time. Wouldn't rush back to it. I still think this is better than Edge of Seventeen. I'd like that to be noted. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. I can't, remember, I can't remember what I gave Edge of Seventeen, so I'm just like worried that I graded it higher. Did we give grades? Was that one the week we introduced that's, grades? That's, that's when, yeah, that's when we because Tom was on. Yeah, Tom, Tom invented grades, and we need, to, <laughs> we need to give Tom the credit he deserves. Yeah, maybe um, we gave it an E. I don't know. I think we give it a C because we're too. We were probably being too nice then. Now we've seen enough. Maybe shit we should like. revise that. D minus. We'll do. D-. We'll D-. do an end. We'll do an end of like season report card where we'll look at all of them and maybe amend anything we need. Yeah. To. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a good idea for like end of season wrap party. But then we'll have to go through all the episodes and find. That's a whole oh job. Gosh. Anyway. <laughs> That's fine. okay. We'll start, ra- we'll start writing them down now. Let's, let's literally write them down now. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> cool. Noted. I get, we're, I'm going to make such a fancy infographic for this. Class. Um, so yeah. There's uh, a wee job for you now, Simon. Look, look at me actually help with the podcast. Keep it, would you believe? <laughs> um, Connor, we also get our guests to rate their time on Gated Ed. I'm sorry for making you watch a movie that wasn't great. <laughs> Did you enjoy your time? <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a flying start no i had a really nice time i really really enjoyed it and got some good talking points and i haven't got to like deconstruct a film in a long time so it's been actually been very nice a really good time there's something quite yeah i'm, I'm really happy to have, really happy to have just hit yes on the zoom call and entered a ginger hall of fame that i really appreciate <laughs> oh my gosh yeah congrats yeah. Marcus. i would like to say that um ginger beard pedo man is not in the ginger hall of fame yeah confirmed i also kind of would argue that he's not really ginger i thought he had a slightly reddish brown beard like but i mean like a chestnut is that the right word what's his actual name dave 
like Caramer or something like that. Oh, or yeah, Caramer. Cam- Camer- Camerera. Cam- something yeah, like that. That's, yeah. Actually, that's actually so far looking at photos of him. I mean, he looks kind of sick in that as well. His beard's very ginger. Um, Do you think? His beard's very ginger, but his hair's very brown by the looks of it. Mm. Anyway, still don't give him... Um, doesn't okay. get a place. Doesn't get a place now on haircut and on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that was Kill Your Darlings. Um, let us know your thoughts on our Insta or our email. Um, have we got any updates on emails, Kiva? Have we got any other weird ones? We, do we haven't right been now? getting any like spam type things, but I think it's because we've stopped saying our email on the podcast. Well, <laughs> I mean, there could be co- no correlation whatsoever, but so yeah, that that was that was us. That was that was the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, where where can people if they want to hear more of your beautiful voice? Um, where can they hear it? Uh, I am on Twitter at, at oh my god, I get to plug. Wow, this is the first. Um, <laughs> my Twitter is just at Connor Couples. Um, same with my Insta. Um, like I said, I have some work coming up soon, and I actually forgot to mention I am one of the uh, Mac Theaters Hatch and Scratch artists for the year, working oh, yes. on an, another play about uh, queer joy. Um, so if you're an artsy queer who wants to hear more about artsy queerness, <laughs> <laughs> give me a shout. Love it. I fucking love Yay. queer joy. It's we we love about queer joy. Um, um class. Unreal. So excited for that. Um, also, hi, hire Connor for all acting things. I've worked oh with Connor before as a voice actor, and he's fab. Thank you. Spotlight available on my Twitter. Simon, who are you? I mean, what are you? I mean, what? This is a bit of a like silly question. Do we do the wheel like usually before we like? ourselves or does that matter we do yeah but we're not doing the wheel for next week babes oh my gosh imagine i was a prepared podcaster guys um so um let's let's pretend that didn't happen i'm yeah. simon um my socials are give the ginger d-i-b-b-o-t-h-e-g-i-n-g-e-r follow me if you want to just see lots of photos of the inside of my london airbnb nice um and as we all know i am training for the olympics so you can keep up with that as well yeah so happy for you. Thanks. Um, um, I don't even know what the next one is. Blah, 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 2024. No, the Olympics were on this year, weren't they? Because they were posting. Yeah, so the, yeah. Oh, but it will it still be 2024? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let me, let me find out. Oh, you'll be ready. Paris, 2020, Paris 2024. Oui, oui. Cute. Oh, I'll get tickets. Cute. That'll be fun. We holiday. Class. Looking forward yeah. to it, Simon. Um, my socials are Keeves, K-E-E-V-E-Z on instagram and keeps underscore on twitter and we as a pod are gate to see pod on instagram and twitter so that that was fun that was good that was like always nice to trash a movie with your besties um what's 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 up next for gate to see podcast Kiva? what have you got lined up for the future so simon that's a brilliant oh. question um next week it wait L. Letter Lord. is L. Yes. A-L. Why was I so convinced it was R? But not me, sand off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you said earlier that this episode was Q and you were like Q or S. Oh, S is only two episodes away. And I was like, Yeah, and I, I also <laughs> thought it was like, What's that? What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, Maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> 
Yeah, same. Well, you're darn. Kill your brand. So, so next up is L. Um, yeah. Um, so we are going to be talking about Ms. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh, yes. But so actually, I, I so don't worry. I I did do my part. I did do my job this week. Um, we are going to be talking about so Lady Gaga. As we all know, wonderful woman, lady, la- wonderful lady. <laughs> um, but she has quite an expansive um, discography forward slash time in the limelight. Mm-hmm. So we are going to cover one of her eras instead um, with a Lady Gaga expert who will be revealed next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but sa- said lady, I've just had correspondence with said Lady Gaga expert and they said that it probably makes sense to go from the start. So we're going to go for the fame monster era first. Okay, fun. So maybe um, maybe this will be a regular segment. Who knows? Love that. Okay. Yes. So that's fun. Yeah. So, so Lady Gaga, listen to the Fear Monster. Um, fly back to two thousand and nine. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nine. I feel like four years before the iconic film "Kill Your Darlings." Yeah. So that that that's us. That's that. That's the world. Um, stay safe. Go forth and love yourself today, because baby. You were born this gay. Born this way. Ooh, <laughs> nice one, Simon. Um, Simon you're nice right. Oh my god, I'm actually the main characters in this movie. That was my whole. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I forgot to just tell you guys that this was really reflective of my time at university. You know, um, meeting a bunch of young bohemians like Kiva, um, mm. and creating some really radical. Um, pieces of theater um and like, like i feel like we the hard hat symphony you know it like we we kiva hard hat symphony really was the start of the i feel like our equivalent of the beach move, movement but it was just like <laughs> what, what, what would we call our movement the the do you know what historians will name it for us yeah <laughs> thanks guys i'm not good with that kind of thing <laughs> um but yeah th- thank you for tuning in to another episode of jay podcast um hopefully it's not too long i feel like there's a lot of stuff that keepable had enough to pick up from this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> we went on a lot of weird tangenty shit um go enjoy your chinese um whoever is listening to this also connor go enjoy yours too if you haven't have you eaten it he's been having a wee munch as he's been going Dude, no, I'm well, glad. I was, I was worried. Kiva sometimes does this where she gets her dinner delivered to her and then doesn't eat it until the end of the episode. I did to babe, then my stomach yeah. went grr, and I went. Oh yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yeah, I'm gonna go finish this bag of prawn crackers. So peace out. Lovely. No worries, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been very fun. No, thank you. Yeah, thank having, you for thank coming. You for, I was gonna say thank you for having us, but that's not. This isn't your podcast, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're our Shakespeare correspondent, so we'll see you um, on the next Shakespeare. Oh my God, no, literally, I could have that. Um, we're oh actually going to cover she- we're going to cover the RuPaul's Drag Race Shakespeare episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> Much love. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, we didn't do that at the start.
because we what? didn't say like welcome to Gator Z pod Gator Z or Z. Should we, we do, do that? Should, should we do it now and then we'll just like cut it in? <laughs> Is that sad? No. No, it's editing. Okay. Hunter, welcome. Do you want to welcome us? <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah, I can do. Go for it, it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gay to Z podcast. Or Z. Or Z. Best start. Best start. Oh my gosh. Plus. I think people will find that hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, Great. Thanks, guys. 